Welcome to Unraveling Pink, a podcast tackling gender-based assumptions or pink bandana moments at work. I'm Annie Rogaski, and as you may know, in the month of November, I'm posting 30 episodes in 30 days with a focus on male ally moments. Today, I'd like to do something a little bit different, which is to highlight a male ally, but through his words or his lessons. A little over a year ago, Jim Gilliland, my friend and mentor, was killed. It is a tragic loss for his family, friends, colleagues, the legal community, and many others. A year later, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and find myself struck by the fact that he's no longer here. As I reflected on Jim, I found that my memories of him were forming into lessons, the things he taught me over the 15 years we worked together. These lessons were not specific to me and were undoubtedly shared with many of his other colleagues, but I wanted to share them both to honor his memory and because they are excellent tips for all professionals. And I thought it was fitting to share these as part of my Male Ally Moment podcast adventure because Jim was the quintessential ally to the women with whom he worked. So here are the top 10 things I learned from Jim through his words and his example in reverse order. Number 10, wave your hands in the air like you just don't care. One of my favorite things about watching Jim argue in court was his use of his hands to emphasize his points. He had a way of waving them around. Those of you who have seen him argue are probably visualizing it as you hear this. After a couple years of working with Jim, I noticed that I was waving my hands in the air for emphasis in my courtroom arguments as well. A few years later, I found myself passing along that advice, complete with demonstrations, to my mentees. We each have our own hand-waving style, but they're rooted in Jim's original example. Number nine, encourage others. Jim was a mentor to me and to many of my colleagues. He had a talent for pointing people in the right direction without being negative or micromanaging. He didn't try to correct everything, just one thing here or there that could have a huge impact if adjusted. He encouraged people to have their own style and be themselves in how they approach their work. Number eight, be positive. Trials bring out the best and worst in those on the trial team. It takes a lot of energy to not only do your work, but to also keep the team inspired and motivated. I've been to three trials with Jim where there was incredible pressure on the teams, but Jim managed to be a positive force throughout, helping the team stay focused on what was ahead. Number seven, challenge authority. I'll never forget my first trial. Jim was lead counsel and I was an associate. I was examining my witness and the judge did not let me introduce some evidence that I needed to get in. Jim pulled me aside and suggested I try again. I started to argue with the judge, but did not push hard enough and ultimately the judge did not let the evidence into the record. After the end of the trial day, Jim sat me down and gave me great feedback that I could have pushed harder. It was difficult sometimes as a young lawyer to see where the line was with a judge, but Jim was right. From that time forward, I didn't take no for an answer until the judge confirmed that it was a no that would not change. Number six, make time for fun. Though my experience with Jim was in my professional life, we still had fun. One of my favorite memories of him was playing him in ping pong in a weird dark basement of a Delaware hotel where our trial team was holed up for trial. Our colleagues were rooting for us, trying to not fall into the pool next to the ping pong table, trying to not get fake fired by Jim for cheering for me. It was a competitive game, a fun game, that made for many memories we came back to many times. He claims he won, I claim I won, we both waved our hands to argue our side. 
Number five, help others. Whether in your work life or your personal life, help those who need it. Jim helped people in his community. He helped people through pro bono legal work. He helped his colleagues learn to be better at their craft. Number four, make humor an integral part of your life. I can still hear Jim's booming laugh even though he's gone. I can hear it because he laughed often. He laughed with you, sometimes at you, often at himself, but all in good spirit. And his laughter always lifted the room. Number three, treat people with respect. It did not matter who you were. Your title or position did not matter. Jim would treat you the same, with respect. Even when he was chair of Townsend, he knew the names of people at all levels and never acted as though he was above others. Number two, approach your work with integrity. Your career will span decades. The relationships you build will grow and colleagues, even opposing counsel, will become friends. It can be hard, especially when the person with whom you're interacting does not act with integrity, but you only have yourself to look in the mirror each day, not him or her. And finally, number one, make your family a priority. Jim talked about his family all the time. He went on long trips with them. They came to the office, to firm events. His parents even came to watch him at trial. It was clear they were always more important to him than the work he did, and that's the way it should be. So thank you, Jim, for giving me the gift of your friendship and for being such a strong male ally. Together, we can unravel the pink bandana. Yeah.